and it's katie welcome to classically black podcast where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession with trap beats playing in the background hey sis all right all right hey, sister, how you doing this week all right <laughs> <laughs> um it has been a trying week um well you know what god is yet able and he's gonna do it I don't know what he finna do, but he finna do it. All right. <laughs> and we're gonna pull him right on through this raggedy year. <laughs> wow. I'm just playing. I'm I'm trying to be grateful. But um, yeah, I was trying. We're gonna get through my kids cheered me. I'm gonna talk what this girl said, right? So I did sectionals in, in one of the orchestras I teach. And I was like, okay, so she was the only viola there. I was like, Oh well, sweetheart, you stuck with me. She's like, Okay, because she's like the cutest. She has pigtails and braids. I live, right? So I was like, okay, so we playing Takatina. I'm like, how is this going? Like, how are you doing? Because I know Takatina is difficult. And I, she was like, it's fine. You know, I'm not really used to low two. So that's because it's in D minors. So that's hard. You know what? My favorite part is like the beginning because we get to rest. It's 20 something measures of rest. Wow. At the beginning. <laughs> and I was like, I've never felt so connected to a child. <laughs> right. So that cheered me up. Like kids are always cute and they always... Okay, let me. How do I rephrase? It? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think kids are always cute. I think they mean well. Um, that's my thing. Like I think, <laughs> Delaney, if you roll your eyes any harder, they gonna pop out their head, out your head. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, how was your week, sis? Girl, I don't remember anything before yesterday because yesterday had me deep in my feelings. Girl, I stay in my feelings. I don't know what it feels like to not be in them. <laughs> <laughs> right, but um. Because I had a headache before I went to rehearsal. <laughs> I had a headache before that. Because I had been working all day long. Oh, I can't work girl. I had been working all day long. And then now I didn't have time to eat. Now I got one of the hunger headaches. Mm. And what else are we playing but Mahler 6? Come on, Hammer. Right. And we're playing <laughs> the fourth movement. Now we, So now we trudging through. This is like our first time reading the fourth movement. So we just trudging through that you know, Don't nobody read that stuff before we get there. So it's even like, it's just, oh my God. Worse than a first grade finals class. <laughs> so then my, my, so of course my head pounded even more by the end of that. Now I got a coaching for my chamber group. <laughs> Yo. But you know, that's fine. I had a lesson today and actually went really well, so. Oh, I'm so excited for your recital. Let to be out here. Well, thanks for listening to the <laughs> Black Podcast. <laughs> Fun. Record, record time. Finish this week. Anyway, <laughs> Lenny got a uh, recital this semester, y'all. It's gonna right. be, it's gonna be everything. All right, just to set people's standards low. So anyway, the, no, let's just, let's, you're right. Let's move on. You're right. No, you're so so right. You got news this week, sis. Sure do. My new, my first piece of news this week is that Katie will be giving a recital okay. next semester. I'll keep everyone up. Please respect my privacy at this time. Thank Never. you so, so much. All right. Well, good news. Well, have some good news and some irritating news. But this is a sort of bittersweet. Cleveland Orchestra is hiring. Um, <laughs> You're so trifling. <laughs> As you may have heard. The Cleveland Orchestra has a couple vacancies. Um, mm. Turns out some people thought that they could just do whatever because they were in the Cleveland Orchestra. Just because you concert master don't mean nothing. Just because you principal trombone don't mean nothing. Exactly. At Prusel at La Rosa. So just in case y'all, I mean, a lot of people have heard about William Prusel. See, this is like, I think, I think what made this is like, they actually fired him for real this time. Like, mm-hmm. but I've been heard about this. I'm like, wow, y'all really out here touching girls. Right. 
Um, so concert master of Cleveland Orchestra, uh, William Prosol and principal trombonist Massimo La Rosa um, were fired for allegations of sexual misconduct recently. So all my brothers and sisters out there, my violinist and trombonist, get your excerpts out. <laughs> Auditions will be coming up. Can you imagine if we had a black queen sitting concert mistress? Oh my God. When I tell you, I think all my edges will just immediately disintegrate right. my god oh my god but i just think i think this is so powerful i think the me too movement has been having a lot of people shook in this country as it should be because you know women have been scrutinized for so long and i think like a lot of industries classical music is difficult because you if you criticize something you, if you right. say something you remember that thing that went around uh, that that pianist from eastman mm-hmm. he his um piano professor was a uh, sexually assaulting him during his lessons he said something now you're blacklisted all around the classical right. music community and it's like someone like uh william prusel saying that um you're lying about this you're difficult to work with all that stuff you, you you're never getting hired he's dragging your name through the dirt and all because you're you're like one of the best violinists like in america if not the world it's just like it's so disheartening and it's good like good you should have been gone a long time ago. Right. I was just about to say that. Yeah, like, imagine what it, what kind of courage that takes for somebody exactly. to, to come forward about something like this where you know there's a possibility that they're going to have your name out here and now people seeing your name putting it in the reject pile. Exactly. Just because of something they heard about you. Like, but listen, Cleveland Orchestra got them right together. Right. Um, you know, had a had an investigation and was like, nah, that's not what we're doing. Um Good. And kick them right on out, as they should. Because it's like you're taking advantage of people who, uh, in a lot of cases, like, you just it's a power struggle. And a lot of people, like, classical music is already difficult. And it's like people, girls are out here trying to make it. They're trying to, you know, play the best they can. And they, some in a lot of cases, they think they're playing well. But all you really want to do is, like, take advantage of them. And it's just, like, it's just so... <laughs> so so messed up right so i i i hope that um in this classical music world we continue to move forward like calling out the people who are doing these things to us and and really bring it to bringing it to the forefront so we can stop like right. and it's not to be fair it's not just it's not just girls it happens to guys too but just really making sure that we're keeping it just because it's already hard it's already difficult why contribute to it right well on a more positive note where we're on the subject of orchestras the toronto symphony orchestra is out here so i'm proud of them they have a 2.3 million dollar surplus shout out to the six all right <laughs> <laughs> I they, if drake donated that probably did that's some soft subject to do oh, all right <laughs> okay on his next album toronto symphony in the background right <laughs> listen right in his uh studio artist being like man you ain't never hear no stuff like this before i got like 40 violins on the track right sampling mozart <laughs> <laughs> i got some beats we ain't never heard before you know what I'm saying? yeah apparently they had a, like a kind of rough year um they but they got a new ceo and they said goodbye to their music director but wow. they got this budget surplus 2.3 million dollars i'm trying to think in terms of an orchestra what what that does because i know i don't know i'm trying to think like the only orchestra that i've been involved with like pretty deeply is like the la phil and they got both the money mm-hmm. 
um and like torn and stuff like I know that junk adds up but I'm um curious to see like what um what this what this does for them because that could be a couple of contracts I mean I'm, I don't know that junk costs money so I ain't gonna start to talk out my neck but <laughs> I imagine that it's something you know right something great right um yeah they just got a music a new music director that's coming in 2020 um and apparently they have been like you know in trouble for a couple years mm. um so this surplus is like really big for them Good. right so excited to see what they're gonna be out here doing y'all got any vacancies let me know all right let them right. know right we infiltrating <laughs> right <laughs> right so um they're also uh commissioning or or i don't know if they're commissioning or premiering it just says that they're it sounds like they're premiering because it says they're new works by Canadian composers. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, commissioned or co-commissioned in honor of the country's 150th anniversary. So they're lit up there in Toronto. Good for Toronto and Canada. Right. Somebody gotta be doing so much better than us. That's <laughs> not this not the type of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm excited for this this um this week's intermission. So. I've been into like zodiac signs a lot lately. I don't know why. I've been going in and out. Um, I'm on the fence about how true they are, but they're fun sometimes. So I'm just like, I just go over and see what it's talking about. I don't check my horoscope because horoscope I'm not gonna say nothing about intonation. So they really, really, they ain't got no business over there. But um, so I thought it would be really fun to. Uh, we were going to read a little bit about our horoscopes and then see which signs romantically we are most compatible with. And then we're going to find composers of the, of the signs based on compatibility. And if you, you have to pick a piece that the composer wrote and use that as a basis to say whether you agree or disagree with the compatibility. And then we also have composers that um, we are not supposed to be compatible with. And then if we were to, if that one piece that we pick for that composer were to represent the composer as a person, do we agree or disagree with that? Um, what's the opposite of compatibility? Discompatibility? That's not a word, but you know what I'm saying. So I'm going to say all that Incompatible. Again. Incompatible. Incompatibility. Mm-hmm. There we go. It's late, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's say it again, because I feel like that was really long. So we're going to look up, we're going to tell you a little bit of our signs. And then we are going to, we found composers that are we are compatible with and incompatible with. And based on one piece that we picked about that composer, if that one piece represented the composer, we're supposed to say whether we believe we are compatible, whether we agree or disagree with the compatibility. So I'm going to start just so it's like a little clear. So I'm a Leo. My birthday is July 27th. Nice. And her new strings. Anyway, both have money. New focus. Viola Pegs. My cash app's like, no. <laughs> I hate that right. joint. My cash app is. No one can right. with your cash app. I'm going to put Katie's um, Venmo not. in the bottom. Okay. Let's right. stay You're focused. I'm going to be saying that when you got trillions and trillions of dollars. Okay. Let's bring it back. So I'm a Leo. I was, okay. I don't really think I'm a, I'm a true Leo. I just, I just don't. Can you stop? I... I have Leo-like qualities, yes. And based based on this website that we're using that we're going to link below, a lot of these things are um, true. So, like, my strengths. It says creativity. I'm not 
I'm not a creative person. I just don't think if I know how to phrase a if I know how to phrase a phrase when I play something in Bach, that's not creative to me. That's like doing what I know how to do. That's not like or like coming I come up people know I come up with a lot of ideas. That's creative. Not everybody can do that. Anyway, passionate, generous, warm-hearted, cheerful, humorous. I'm hilarious. I don't care what nobody says. And my friends have to be like, you're not funny. I literally, I am the most funny person I know. Okay. Oh, I guess we all know each other. Wow. On the flip side of that, even though I said I'm the most funny person I know, um, weakness is arrogant. I'm not an arrogant person, but I am stubborn. I can be self-centered, right. but why Why shouldn't you be? Um, I'm very lazy. Um I'm very lazy. What's That's a lie. Katie is always up, up and at them early in the morning right. at the gym. Right. Practicing. Because I pay Boku money to come here. Who are not going to be practicing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, just saying. I don't count everyday practices. That's just something I'm just, that you have to do. That's not like. Well, some people don't do things. Some people are so lazy, they don't do things they have to do. But, like, if you really let me, I can lay in bed all day doing nothing on Instagram. Like, I can be very lazy and inflexible. Because once I have a vision, it's like, you either, you Tell either. Tell me about Okay. It. It's like, you better get right or get left. Wow. Um, Y'all this... hear this? Y'all see what I'm dealing with. <laughs> uh, dislikes, I hate being ignored. I hate facing, facing difficult reality. And... Hmm. I hate not being treated like a queen. My my phrase, everybody knows, Delaney, are you rolling her eyes? A jewel doesn't seek it as salt. And I literally okay, will. sits right there in the shop under the glass. And that is fine. Collecting dust. And that is fine. But a jewel. I it's fine. Sh- okay. Look. We'll have this conversation off the air. <laughs> everyone knows, like, everyone rolls their eyes when I said a jewel doesn't seek it as salt. I, I post on my story at least, like, every uh, quarterly. Um, so, yeah. Um, the reason why I say, like, I'm not a typical Leo is because I just don't, like, bossiness. What? Wow. I'm not bossy. Girl, we'll be here all night. Bossy? We will be here all night. I might let have us, a vision, but I, I won't be like, let us yeah. just move on. Bossy? Let us just move on. You're not gonna drag me on air. Let's no, just move let's on. let's pull over. <laughs> let's move bossy? on. We'll be here all night. I'm not bossy. I might be, like, I might have a vision. I might be, like... That having a, what's a woman without vision? Girl, that's not the same thing. I'm just saying. What's a woman without vision? But you know what? Let's move on for the good of the order. Because me and Delaney going to stare here all night. Just, just, I said. You see you see that? How I said it first. Nah, she because... didn't want to agree with it. And then now when she ready to go, it's like, <laughs> we going to be here all night. Let's move on. What? Anyway, this is not what it's supposed to be about. Okay. <laughs> so, and it says, um, I'm most compatible with Aquarius and Gemini. <laughs> and I'm least compatible with Taurus and Scorpio. Okay? So don't you want to hmm. tell us a little bit about your sign? Sure do. Um so I am a Libra. I think I'm uh pretty I feel like Libra is a very chill sign. Um but some of our strengths, quote unquote, are I'm cooperative, which I think is true. No, you are diplomatic gracious fair-minded social i don't agree with i'm not a social person i, I think you can all. be but you can be social yeah, i guess you don't get around people and start acting weird and breathing hard and foaming at the mouth <laughs> okay what <laughs> all right you take this to the extreme you can be antisocial and not foam at the mouth 
What? <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, weaknesses, indecisive. I don't really know that I'm like indecisive avoids confrontations i don't i would i mean everybody there's there are people that like to be you know like to be in confrontations i don't like it just because people act all surprised when i pipe up because i avoid piping up because people look at me crazy that's the only reason why and i, and I don't want to be fighting all the time you right, know right, but right. i'm not i'm not a person to let people walk all over exactly. me and let things slide in the name of avoiding confrontation so that is that's a little mm. it says will carry a grudge I don't know. Mm. Within reason, within reason, I will carry a, dr- a grudge. I'm not about to be out here because oh, they knocked my pencil off my desk. <laughs> back and forth grade, <laughs> right? Back and forth grade. So now I'm <laughs> like, nah, you know. And then <laughs> self pity, which we're not gonna talk about that. Yeah, that's not. But because <laughs> I like harmony, gentleness, sharing with others, mm, mm. and the outdoors, which. Mm. Meanwhile, Delaney, let's pull over. Delaney <laughs> lives in LA. So I go to LA back in June. I'm like, yo, this is my first time in LA. Blase, blase. Let's go take a little small little hike, little walk up the street to the Hollywood sign. It's not up the street. Delaney's eyes roll back in her head. She starts convulsing. I'm like, sis, <laughs> it'll be a nice little hike. We could listen to music. A hike? It's a, it's a hike. I do not like hiking. So why would I go? Because it's going to it's gonna be hilarious. It's me and you. It's be not. Left. I will be miserable. <laughs> It's all in the attitude, sis. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> See, bossy. <laughs> How was that bossy? Bossy have been like, well, we going. You said that to me. You did. <laughs> okay, it's not about classical music no more. <laughs> it's about us on Pac. Okay, next episode, we bring the therapist on air <laughs> to, to work through our, our relationship issues. Because <laughs> anyway. he was like, you'll be going. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Libra dislikes violence. That's true. Injustice. That's true. Loud mouths. Why you pause this? I'm My just... voice carries. It's not loud. Okay, resonant. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So that's just a little bit about my sign. I'm supposed to be very compatible with uh aries and sagittarius and i'm supposed to be incompatible with cancers and capricorn <laughs> if you were incompatible with leo i would laugh well, i don't need nobody to tell me that i know that by my own all right so <laughs> now we looked up some composers um and we linked the site that just lists a, a bunch of well-known composers and their signs um so like i said before i'm supposed to be the greatest overall compatibility is supposed to be with aquarius and gemini so one of the composers that's a Gemini that I picked is Elgar. If I were to meet Elgar and all I knew about Elgar was his cello concerto, I'd be like, yes, we are so compatible. Teach me your ways. Let's go on a date. Buy me some, buy me some drinks. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get wow. to know each other. Like that cello concerto with Jacqueline Dupre. Yo, when I tell you, I've just never I've never been so excited about an E minor chord in my entire life until it's like that, that concerto is literally one of my top concertos. It's not even a viola concerto. Like I just, I love it so, so, so much. So, um, Elgar, Gemini, I get it. Yes. I agree with that. We are compatible. Um, an Aquarius, Mozart's an Aquarius. If all I knew about Mozart was his Hofner symphony, symphony number 35, except for that last movement. We can, that job is so hard. And Melissa wants you to play it in one bow. The snake? Oh, wait, no. The last movement 
is lit. B up up by a A. That job is so hard. No, actually, that whole thing slaps. The whole the whole work. Yes, compatible. I would date if Mozart was Hoffner, that symphony, I would date you. You know, let's have a, let's have some fun. Let's chill. You know what I'm saying? Let's go out. <laughs> Blaney's inappropriate. Um, yes. So I, for compatibility, Gemini. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> you are a child. Like, we need video cameras in here. You are so annoying. Is that on your thing? Annoying? No. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Must have been a typo. No. Um, compatibility of Aquarius. I agree. Okay. What's your compatibility? Do you agree? Disagree? I am most compatible with Sagittarius, which in real life, that's a whole other story. But, um, I picked Beethoven as a Sagittarius, which there's a ton of, you know, by Beethoven that I really, really love, but I'm going to pick the third movement of the ninth symphony, that junk. Oh my God. I feel like I'm like floating when I listen to that. Okay. Kim got you head over heels. Right. Right. All right. <laughs> and meanwhile, the fourth movement come along, which I do like the fourth I'm movement. I'm about to say, but... well, are you good over there? No. Oh, no, okay. Just... <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I don't speak German, but it's, a, you know, it's about people's fighting or whatever. I don't know. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like what I know about Beethoven as a person, no, we wouldn't be compatible. He loud and yelling and right. running around and angry. Right. Angry <laughs> at the world. Like, I ain't do nothing to you. I just want to date you. Right. <laughs> Nah, but if, if all you knew about him was his ninth symphony third movement, yeah. you would date him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second one, I'm supposed to be compatible with Aries, which um, Bach is an Aries, and ooh, now I'm remembering this is another thing just like Beethoven. So, if all I knew about Bach was the prelude to the second suite, that's my favorite movement of the Bach suite ever. I absolutely love it. Shout out to Misha Maisky. It's my favorite recording. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, I would date Bach. But just thinking about that now, if I knew what I knew about Bach and how he be getting around. Right. Meanwhile, your uterus don't have a break. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm on, right. His 17th kid. Right. Nah. All your kids, Irish twins. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. He would have to he would have to get a vasectomy before we start. <laughs> Oh, Father, help us. Okay. Before before we get to mm. knock the boots, but wow, <laughs> didn't see that one coming. It's a lot happening. Okay, let's move on. Um, okay. Who are you least compatible with? Okay, so I'm supposed to be least compatible with Taurus and Scorpio. So for Taurus, I'm gonna refute because of the composers. Some of the composers that were listed there. First of all, Monteverdi, I stand. We'll talk about him later in this episode because I just, I just like him. He's, you know, he don't do too much. He did a lot for classical music at the time. Just whatever. Tchaikovsky's a Taurus. How could you not? Everyone knows how I feel about about Tchaikovsky. But the main reason is if is Brahms. Brahms is a Taurus. I love Brahms. And if all I knew about Brahms was his E flat viola sonata. How could we not be compatible? It's inviting. Like the first, the the way it opens up. Oh yeah, you playing on your recital, aren't you? Talk about my recital. Please respect my privacy. Um, I can't wait for the live stream. Anyway, 
Um, it's so inviting. It's dynamic. The second movement is dynamic. I feel like if if all I knew about Brahms was the E five viola sonata, there's no reason he, it's flashy at the end. You know, I like flashy things. Taurus also like flashy things. So it's like I like flashy things. I don't like expensive things. Those aren't the same. Okay. You, I'm flashy, but I don't like like. Nah, because you over here mouth agape. (laughs) Like I like flashy. You know I'm flashy. I could be flashy. Okay, but expensive thing. You want to be walking around in class in Fendi Prada for what? (laughs) Who doing that? (laughs) But also not gonna catch me. No, you gonna catch me no Payless shoes. I got Vans. I got Adidas, Jordans. But you know, you know what I'm saying. I could be. I'm flashy without being. Anyway, I don't got. Listen, I'm saying y'all see this stubborn. Meanwhile, my favorite pair of shoes from Payless. Them rainbow shoes. Okay, but first of all, I saw them shoes. I'm like, those are so you. <laughs> they are. It doesn't have to do with where they from. I'm just saying, ain't nothing wrong with pay less shoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that I have expensive things, but I don't have expensive taste. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Doesn't. But um, okay, I can see why you would like Brahms. I'm just thinking about some of his melodies. Brahms seems like he'll keep you warm at night. Exactly. That beard. <laughs> like, right. You know, I like a good beard game. You know what? You know what? Clean. Let me let me let me make sure I, y'all understand. Right clean right facial hair can do for you <laughs> right so that's shaped up shaped up i don't understand like i feel like if i were a dude i would live at the barbershop because mm-hmm. i just i just the beer game helps a lot mm-hmm. when it's just on point and it's all clean it's just like mm-hmm. wow so you're not out here looking like i don't know what old dude name is from harry potter because i ain't never seen that but you know who i'm talking about yeah yeah meanwhile i'm half of y'all walking around here looking like masorski wow. have you seen masorski's picture Ain't no shave nowhere. <laughs> December, January, or February. <laughs> okay, so for my second <laughs> incompatibility, um, I would say that I agree with would be Copeland. Ugh. Wow, you good? Yuck. I'm just, I'm just not a fan. Um, his Appalachian him, I don't see. Here's the thing. It wouldn't be like a, a strong distaste. Because there's some people, there's some dudes you look at and you go, like, but So it, it wouldn't be like a strong distaste if I saw a, a Scorpio like Cor- Copeland. It would be, um, it's just that I just don't like, I just don't like Appalachian Spring. Spring? Hymn? Yeah, Spring. Appalachian Hymn is a children's piece. Appalachian Spring, because it just, it just doesn't do anything for me. You know? I feel like, Copeland the type he roll up to pick you up on a date on like a horse or something with a cowboy hat and lasso you up like <laughs> stuff is just too much she got Rodeo playing in the background like Rodeo I don't hate I don't hate Rodeo see that's the thing while well, it's that clarinet concerto when I played that junk this summer I tell you when I tell you I was fighting back vomit the whole time it was so terrible I was suffering through that I could not wait for it to end you know who Copeland is it's like when your mama go to the beauty beauty shop and the girl, the lady next to her is her friend that they only talk to when they go to be at the beauty shop. And she'd be like, you know, I got somebody I want Delaney to meet. Whatever. Like, you know, my nephew, like, he doing well for himself. You know what? Oh, he, he he, in podiatry school. <laughs> <laughs> he in podiatry school and whatever. And and that's, and when he comes pick you up, it's Copeland. I feel like that's, <sighs> I feel like that's Copeland. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. What about you, sis? What do you... So, uh, I'm supposed to be least compatible with Capricorn um, and Cancer. 
Uh, so Capricorn, I don't know. Brooke is a Capricorn, which I'm okay with him. I don't know a ton. Actually, no. I just played the Brooke octet. Oh yeah. Oh, that John go. Right. I also played that. I knew it was something. I was like, I knew it. Was I'm like a violent concerto, uh, Scottish fantasy. It's something else by Brooke. That octet goes. First of all, and it opens with a viola solo. Right. Child. Right. And you know what? I was so pleasantly surprised when I opened that part because I was like, this is a string octet. I'm expecting nothing from oh, this. Oh, no. The bass is working. I, right. I was expecting nothing because they be string quintets where I ain't doing nothing but downbeats and drones. Meanwhile, he had me out here. I was like, oh. thank you. No, you working in that. Exactly. Like, nah. So if all I knew about Brooke, that's that string octet, man, y'all know what y'all are talking about. Me and Capricorn is tight. Right. We... <laughs> Tight. <laughs> like, nah, y'all not finna have me and me and my boy Ma- Maxi. Me and my boy Max out here. <laughs> right, you and your Maxi rolling up. Y'all right. about to all this boot right. up. I hugged up. Right. <laughs> On <Got> Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> right. He knew how to turn the tune. Sure did. And, and especially the, um, like, especially in light of like what kind of music was happening around the time that he, that he made that, people drifting into the, Y'all don't want to be tonal no more. And he like, right. nah, we bringing it back exactly. to what it ought to be. Exactly. And making, you yeah. know, something that sounds lush and beautiful and just, you know, he went off. Meanwhile, I came for his romance last week. Listen, to be clear, or whenever I came for that, I don't remember. But I like the Brooke romance. I'm just saying I ain't playing it again. <laughs> just to be clear. Can your next teacher be like, so how about the Brooke romance? Is there any piece you ever wanted to revisit? <laughs> like, not at all. Uh, me sending them an email. <laughs> Katie secretly loves the Brooke romance. She just doesn't want to say it. You should just make her play it. <laughs> but secondly, um, the next person I'm not supposed to be compatible with is Cancer. Which, so y'all heard me, y'all heard, you know, what I said about Mahler earlier when we opened the episode. However, that does not mean that I dislike Mahler. Because I don't. You? I was just having, um, a, you know, a bad day. And it was loud. So I, I wasn't feeling it at the time. But... That you know, I live for a good bass section. It's nothing like it. It's nothing like it. And our bass section is nine deep for this. Like oh, thick. Right. Right. Thick with seventeen C's. Okay. Come on, 17. <laughs> thick. <laughs> like we out here. Um, so I don't agree with that at all, especially that resurrection. Okay, resurrection. Resurrecting our relationship and why we fell in love in the first place. Other things. Right. Wow. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, but so I'm going to refute both of those, Capricorn and Cancer, because, I mean, I don't, I haven't found, like, anything that I feel strongly about um, by Mahler, except for the resurrection, um, yet, but that's just because I don't listen to Mahler, and I don't, this is my- to listen to that Fifth Symphony. This is my, I heard Mahler 5, but it was in a concert, you know, I don't like concerts, so I was sitting there like, yo, when this is over. Not because I didn't like it, but I just don't like sitting in one place for too long. But I also, this is my first Mahler symphony that I have played. Mm-hmm. It's Mahler 6. Ooh, so, um, Mahler 5, bro. But so, um, you know, I'm sure I will have more than enough time in my career to develop my love for Mahler. But I, you know, do not dislike him by any means. So I'm going to have to say no on that one as well. Okay. So um, let us know in the comments uh, who you're compatible with. You can look it up based on our um, 
based on the website that we like even if you don't really you're not really into signs it's just fun so yeah. if don't don't think too much of it a lot of people do really believe in it i'm 50 50 because some of the stuff like really be like nail on the head um but even just look into it it's fun and let us know who you're compatible with if you were to if a composer were to be a piece like could you date them whatever whatever so um yeah let us know and we're moving on Ooh, so this week we are going to be talking about um our parents reactions to studying music specifically being people of color mm-hmm. you know they be out here talking about doctor lawyer scientist exactly. like there ain't nothing right, else doctor lawyer like, right <laughs> world peace right that's the least you could do <laughs> right <laughs> so when yeah. did you when did you decide that you wanted to major in music Girl, I still ain't decided. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just Don't kidding. Annoying. <laughs> um, I guess the initial time was it was the summer before my freshman year of high school. <laughs> so I was probably me, I was probably twelve or thirteen. Um, just because 'cause I'm a little younger than um the like grade that I am in. So I think I was twelve or thirteen and that's when I went to my first music camp. Um, I went to Lose Our Music Centers, like in somewhere in rural New York. Um, yeah, but that was when I was like, oh, y'all out here, like, um, it's really fun. I went there with the teacher that I studied with. He was like working there and he was like, you, oh, you should go here. And so that was like sort of my first introduction to playing like actual music and not like arrangements and not in group classes and actual having private lessons. And I was like, okay, we out here. I'm, you know, I'm doing whatever. So that's when I decided that I was going to major in music. And then there have been a couple of times since then where I'm like, okay, I really got to buckle down and get serious. And, uh, still wondering when I'm going to buckle down and get serious. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, what about you? Um, This this kind of happened in tears. So the first time I decided that I wanted to major in music, I was in seventh grade. um, And I was doing well in viola. I was principal viola my little middle school orchestra i was really into it i would stay after school every day in the orchestra room meanwhile now that i'm a teacher i'll be like y'all gotta go home <laughs> but <Wow. laughs> but um i'll be after school every day whatever um i just started taking viola lessons so i was starting to improve and i was like yo i want to be a music teacher like i could do this like my orchestra's gonna be good and whatever blase blase um so that's when i initially decided i was like uh seventh grade so that means i was 13 um then fast forward to my sophomore year in college when I entered college I think I said this before I entered as a music education major but I was taking pre-dental courses because this like um thing which I'll probably t- I'll get to later um where like you have to be something that's gonna make you a lot of money or whatever so I was taking pre-dental courses I settled on that I was like I could be a dentist I, I always when I meet people the first thing I look at this is their teeth so I was like I could do that I like teeth I think I could I would be good at that so but I went to the ASTA conference which is the American Shrinkages Association conference and I remember calling my mom while I was there I got the opportunity to go because I wasn't supposed to go and I called my mom and I was like, yo, there are people from around the country here doing this education thing. Like, I really want to do this. Like, I have to do this. I, I don't see myself doing anything else. And my mom was like, okay, then do that. So that was, that's when, when I was, I finally dropped the pre courses at my undergrad. And by then I was deep in 
in pre-dental courses, I already took chemistry. I took, uh, I was in organic chemistry at that point. So I was like really out here for no reason. Um, and then the final tier was like, when I finally got to Eastman and I was like, I really like teaching, but I'm given the space to perform now. I have a teacher that believes in me. I have a teacher that's pushing me to go that direction. I want to see how far I get. So now I'm like deep in it. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, I'm going to be a violist. So okay, it's just, it's been. Too if I was talented. So <laughs> it's been, it's been like a progressive journey, but it started when I was in seventh grade. Long story. All right. Um, did you have any initial doubts? No, I was, you know, all skippy and hoppy. I was, I didn't know no better, mm-hmm. you know. So, initial doubts, no. Current doubts, plenty. Um, and I think that's fair because I think the deep, the better you get, the harder it gets. At yeah. least, at least in my experience, there's people who are really out here playing and mm-hmm. trying to mind your business and trying to just keep the same course, like you know, like this is what I'm doing and there's opportunities for everyone and we're going to make it. I don't know how we're going to make it, but we're going to make it. I think it's just a good, a good mindset to have. And on my good days, that's the mindset I have. It's like, you just got to keep your head down and mind your business because if you start looking at what everyone else is doing, what right. everyone else is accomplishing, it's like, exactly. And I think just cause the, the better you get, the more nuanced, uh, things exactly. become, the more things that you're, you're expected to grasp on like a smaller scale. And of course it's harder. So, like, at the time when I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be a musician. So, makes me happy. I'm a bass mm-hmm. player. Da, da, da. Like, I didn't know nothing about what exactly. people were really out here doing. Exactly. All I knew was my little youth orchestra that, you know, we playing uh, Farindol <laughs> arrangements. Like, that's all I knew. I didn't know. I had no idea what it took right. <laughs> at the time. But we still here. We out here. So, what about you? I think the same thing. I agree with you. I didn't have initial doubts. Well, um, especially, like, being a music teacher, I was a a little bit already involved in education because I was like a, a summer tutor for this program. So I knew I liked being in the classroom. Um, and then, so that was, that was fine. I, I already said the dental thing, but initial doubts. No, I was like, so I'm gonna do, so let's, let's do it. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So what did, what did your parents say when you decided that you, when you told them like, you gonna be a musician? Ooh. so this is like the nitty-gritty of our conversation right um so i don't remember anything about like i don't remember talking to my mom about um it initially just because that was so long ago and um i don't know i'm not a person that like does a lot of career changes like i think i've had three like when i was very little i used to want to grow up and be a giraffe <laughs> <laughs> i never told you that i didn't Wow. I did not expect that to come out of your mouth. <laughs> you did not know that? <laughs> I feel like I told you that. Yeah, I used to wonder. I used to be like, yeah, I'm going to be a giraffe when I grow up. <laughs> Bless your heart. I know. I know. I was dreaming real big. Meanwhile, that's more. that seems more realistic these days. <laughs> focus, Delaney. You're, you're, not, you're not focusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that, I went to be like a forensic archaeologist. Meanwhile. After all them episodes of... Um, Right, Law and Order would do that, that too. That uh, cold case used to be my junk. Oh my god! But um, I feel like seventh grade, seventh eighth grade, when everyone was at home during the summer watching Law and Order, everybody wanted to be a forensic scientist, <laughs> like every or forensic archaeologist or yeah. some some. Just that because, seemed cooler because it seems harder. You, like everyone wanted to do that. You just give them time. Right. And then I went to the coroner's office and passed out. But that was another thing. Ooh, so, child. <laughs> um. Yeah, those were my only career changes. So like, I feel like I've had 
I've wanted to do like one thing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't remember like being, you know, like just telling my mom that because nothing has really changed except for like a little bit, like a tweak on my career path recently. But um, I don't remember telling her anything, um, but she was pretty much accepting to like from what I can remember up until a point. Mm-hmm. And then it got like real, oof, put quite a strain on our relationship. So I'm not gonna put too much out there because I'm not gonna have my mom out here like that. Because you know we had our ups and downs. Well, mostly we had like one big down. But ever since then, she's been on my team right. like to the fullest extent. Um, and in like before that, she was out here making sure you know she did everything she possibly could to you know get my uh, music education in order and giving me like the best that she could afford um and you know went above and beyond anything that she had to do but when I was auditioning for schools um I wanted to come to Eastman it was my top choice school and it ended up being like it ended up getting to a point where she didn't necessarily like believe that I really had the chance like to get in um and so that was a whole fight where she ended up telling me I don't know what you're gonna do about this audition but I'm not going um and so you know me I'm not a person that I'm not really a pusher because I'm very lazy so I'm not really like if it were anywhere else I probably would have been like like I canceled my bard audition Mm -hmm. I never auditioned at bard because I was like well my mom not taking me to my audition what I'm gonna do you know um but Eastman something told me to keep pushing I was Mm -hmm. like I'm like I would never ever get over that if I don't try mm-hmm. so and I didn't think I was gonna get any either so but I wasn't about to let that stop me you know right. I already paid the application fee already turned in my application yeah I'm showing up to my audition right so I came to New York by myself little reminder I'm from Los Angeles so I went across the country by myself luckily my dad lives over here um well near here but you know I don't really you know me, me and him not very close so you know it had me I had to, you know, swallow my pride and call him to ask him for help. But mm-hmm. I really wanted this. So that's what that's one thing that my mom said that, you know, after after all this passed, she was like, that's how I knew you really wanted it. You called him <laughs> like, to, right. to help you out. Like, um, but yeah, I ended up coming to my audition day at Eastman by myself. Um, and, you know, luckily one of my closest friends from my school was also auditioning on that day. So I had her and her parents were here. But yeah, I was here by myself. And, um, and you know, I auditioned and was just trying to be as positive as I could. Um, it was, I was very, very lucky that I had a friend here. I don't know whew, if I was here, like really, really completely alone. Right. Oh my God. I probably would have been deep in my feelings, very scared. But, um, yeah, after coming to my audition by myself, after I getting in, my mom was very happy for me and we've had no, no problem since, mm. but you know, we were just really going through it at that time. And I guess she just had a, lapse and her believing in me mm-hmm. um but you know i showed her that i could do it mm-hmm. um as for my dad <clears throat> let me tell y'all what happened <laughs> um <laughs> i just have one little anecdote about how my dad reacted so um i as y'all know he lives near here so i was over at his house and close to the time of my audition and i was like yeah i'm auditioning at eastman he's like oh so you like know how to read music and stuff i was like all right so (laughs) i'm just gonna go wash my plate off in the sink and i'll see you in the morning (laughs) so that's where that's where we stand there 
So there, there's not much reaction from him just because, I mean, classical music is a very like, you know, like it's something you got to be into to right. know about. It's right. not just something that's like you, not every common person knows how much money you can make if you want an orchestra job, all that. So, you know, I, I, I haven't talked to him very much about it, so I don't really know how he feels about it don't really matter at this point <laughs> i'm deep in it and what he gonna do right. so um yeah but what about you how did your folks react well here's the thing um first of all ina knows better ina's my mom she knows better than to like um to really give her input on what i'm gonna do this has been <laughs> wow and, and not <laughs> about your mother and not really i didn't i i mean that in like the with the utmost respect not in a like <laughs> she know better can i can i finish because so i can save myself from the dragon i'm about to get from her <laughs> not in the fact that like i don't listen to her because i respect her deeply because she's my mother but i've always had this like if i say i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it kind of attitude so she doesn't really she she leads me and guides me in the way that a mother should but she's never really been like katie you gonna do this and blah 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 never because she it's like first of all my mom and i are polar opposites and i've always she she trusts me a lot and i've never i've never given her reason not to trust me and she knows that i'm just very stubborn <laughs> and bossy right i just said stubborn and um and she knows i'm a go-getter she knows i'm gonna do it so she kind of just like lets me whatever so and for i've been throwing also in the same in the same breath i was throwing a lot of careers around so she was like all right katie whenever you decide just let me know because <laughs> i wanted to be a lawyer i wanted i think i spent the longest amount of time um wanting to be an ob gyno and i think that was that was like all the way through high school i was like i want to deliver babies i think i'll be really good at it um that was like um, Dr. Huxbill was a, a gynecologist. So I was like, I want to do that. Like, I, I could see myself doing that. And then I switched to the dental, dentistry. And then, but I always had this underlying, like, I want to be an orchestra teacher. So when I applied music education everywhere, it didn't surprise her. And my mom, like I said on the Thanksgiving episode, my mom has always been like my hugest supporter. So it didn't really matter what I majored in. She was proud of me for going to college, even though I'm not, I'm not the first one in my family to go to college. Also, the majority of her siblings went to college. So it, it's, it was nothing brand new, but she was just proud of me. She was happy that she was doing, she's always said that you're the one who has to go to work in the morning. That's why when I switched over, when I called her that night, I'll never forget when I called her that night, I was in Rhode Island and I was like, uh, I want to do music ed. She was like, yeah, go for it. You're the one who has to go to work in the morning. You're the one who has to get up. You're the one who has to like what you're doing. So my mom has always been fantastic in that. She doesn't miss recitals. She does the best she can to help me out strings whatever like my mom is literally number one fan like flat out she's always been that way she's always gonna be that way um <laughs> i'm telling you rest of the family my family first of all okay <laughs> so my family's from jamaica yeah so i always i remember talking to my friend i always felt a great deal of guilt um initially when I pursued music started to really pursue music education like when I went to my went to the uh my guidance counselor and dropped all my pre-dental courses because it's like my family made such a big sacrifice to come here to this country work their tails off you know taking buses and rain and snow and all this stuff and just struggling I always felt so much guilt majoring in something that doesn't really have a lot of security even though that's not really true but we'll get to that later um 
and whatever. I could be a doctor. I could be Dr. Brown. I could be a dentist. I could do all these things. You could still be Dr. Brown. I could be, but who has time for a DMA? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I was felt a great deal, uh, deal of guilt, even after coming to Eastman. And then I was on the phone with my friend, my good friend, Yushane, one night. And I was like, I was feel guilty for for being a music major. And he's like, and he, he said something to me that, I hope he doesn't hear this because he has the biggest head ever. I will literally never live it down. <laughs> but he said something to me that I literally turned turn my whole perspective around. He's like, them coming, <laughs> them coming here. <laughs> your family coming here from Jamaica wasn't just so you could become a doctor or whatever. Like, you having the opportunity to pursue music is is carry just as much weight because if you, you if they never came here you wouldn't be able to do them in Jamaica. So and I was like, oh sick. And then ever since then it's be like, yeah, I'm a violist. Most days I'm good at what I do. <laughs> so yeah, we're here. Um, I have um I get a lot of outlash from backlash from like one person specifically in my family who I'm not gonna name because that's my business. But um this like music like I thought you gonna be a dentist, like this is foolishness, blase blase. Oh. But because of who I am, it went in one ear, not the other. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, okay, you could say you could, you have plenty to focus on. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, right. when you get no CSO checks. Anyway, CSO doesn't hire anybody, sis. But well, I digress. that's because you have an audition. I right. digress. Uh, <laughs> but, and the thing that sucks about that is that ever since I got into Eastman, the song has changed. It's no longer foolish. It's no longer anything. And I hate that junk. And in my experiences, Jamaicans are like that. It's like when you start going to, you start doing bigger things, whatever. Now it's like, oh, minis, up, up. You know, I hate that junk because it should. You should have had the energy from the beginning when I was playing a French folk song. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> go tell on Rody. Right, right. You should have been like up, up, minis when I was playing. Go tell on Rody. Um, so it hasn't been. Um, it hasn't been an easy bout with like my family in general, but good thing I don't care. Number one, number two, um, I took my mom's advice wholeheartedly. I'm the one who has to do this. When them, when Sally Mae comes knocking at my door to, to request her ashy self to request her money back, I'm the one who has to pay, and I'd much rather pay loan money back to pursuing a dream and and believing my teachers and believing in myself that I can make it than being and drudging through dental school and like maybe liking it and having to pay all that money back i mean i just think like i just i just don't care like i'm the one who doing this you know i'm the one who has to practice i'm the one who has to be in it so i'm not doing this for nobody else um period oh. <laughs> um let me put the next thing um I think we kind of touch on this already but how how have their opinions changed like i already said like for me like unfortunately the school I go to has helped a lot. Um, them finally coming to a recital and be like, oh, so whatever. And also like now that they have someone in the family who's a musician, it's not just like you ain't, it's like, I feel like there's, when there's no understanding, like what you said about classical music, it's like, what are you going to even do with that degree? You can be in orchestra, you can be in chamber music, you can be a creative like that viola kid, like Drew, he's a creative. He used, um, music as an entry point and now he's doing a bunch of stuff you can be an arts admin you can teach public school you cannot teach public school there's so many things you can do with classical music instead of just like you have to be on the world stage and i feel like like don't you know classical music is competitive everything is competitive literally everything yeah. you know how many times you know, i applied for mcdonald's and didn't get a call back 
everything is competitive. Right. You say so everybody like, needs a job. Like you sound dumb. <laughs> don't talk about the. And that's another thing. Like don't talk about things you don't understand. Ask, seek understanding. Don't be like you. You have this vague idea of like what something is, and I think that's the problem I have with like people I interact with mainly black people when it comes to classical music it's like oh like so how does that work and like do y'all get paid for that and all right you know what i'm saying and it's Mm -hmm. like i understand there's a lack of understanding but it's like just like any career is multifaceted so is classical music and when you're in the classical music field you figure out how to make it work whether that's gigging whether that's busking some people busk and like they do really well right busking you know whether that's using it as a as a a launching point a lot of my friends used classical music as a launching point to explore other areas of their talent other areas within music but whatever like there's so so many things you can do as long as you want to do it you know if you just go you go to music school you do the bare minimum you're like well i'm gonna be a soloist no you know what i'm saying you there's gonna be hard work but that's hard work for anything you have to work hard for anything and um when I was was teaching public school, I got that job before I graduated. There's plenty of there's plenty of students who I went up against for that job. There's plenty of people who were graduating in December who also needed a job. And it's like you just gotta you gotta work hard at it. You gotta you know you gotta refine your craft. You have to interview well. It's it's competitive everywhere. So the limited understanding thing it just blows my mind to ask questions or be quiet. Why be ignorant when you could be quiet? Right. Your thoughts on and you want to explain a little bit more on like what your mom said and how she's changed or yeah i mean my mom has changed a lot too just because like she's told me that um i've given her or like my career path has given her like a deeper understanding of music like my mom has become she's an adult learner um that's so sick that's so so right she decided like she because she used to play like the clarinet when she was like in middle school and you know a lot of people who played instruments when they were kids always say that they wish they had kept it up right but she decided um she bought a flute to to play and she actually the flute ended up collecting dust for a while and then all of a sudden i was like you know what forget it i'll i'll play the flute if ain't nobody gonna play it so i printed out me a little friend and tried to play the flute for a couple years taught myself how to do it and then she was like okay since you out here playing my flute let me hear you play (laughs) so now my flute my my flute my mom has been playing the flute for a couple years and she was like yeah you know you inspire me to you know start this up so like now she she knee deep in Mm. it you know she all for it now so i guess that you know that's all that matters because it could have been way worse Mm -hmm. it could have you know, there's some people's parents out here just. It could um, be so much worse. Right. On my mom's side. It could be much worse on my dad's. But. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's some people's parents that just not even helping. But mm-hmm. but anyway. I mean, but you have support. At least you yeah. have support. I mean, I don't talk to my dad at all. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, at least you have the support. And it, it is easier with support. But, I mean, if you want to do it. And that kind of goes into my next thing. Like, do you have any advice? A lot of people might be listening they're considering going into classical music. Um, I remember, so last, whenever it was, I don't remember, our black excellence was Andrew Francois. Mm-hmm. And I remember he came to Rochester for something and I, I went to lunch with him and I asked him, <laughs> I asked him, because um, this is when, this is when I started to consider like, yo, low key, like I know I'm late to the game, but I kind of want to do like opera. Like I want to be in an orchestra. So I asked him just to see like what he would say. I was like, between because clearly one is a little bit more stable yeah 
between teaching public school and pursuing an orchestra career and I was like based on what you know about me remember Andrew saw the come up he didn't really see the come up but he saw where I came from like he was there when I was learning how to hold my viola and um I was like between the two careers like what what do you what do you think and what you know now and how far you come in as a violist would you recommend someone pursuing a career um as a performing violist orchestra whatever he's like I think both careers are admirable and I would tell anyone to go for it and it's like I that's I think that's my biggest advice like if you want to be in music I think that you're already halfway there because yes you need the skills you need the intonation you need rhythm you need a beautiful sound but like the tenacity is gonna take when people around you are winning jobs when people around you are getting awards when you blow excerpts in a mock audition when you blow excerpts in a real audition like taking taking l's on auditions are so much different than taking an l in in studio class but i digress what's going to keep you going you know what i'm saying what's going to what's going to make you be like i really want this but if you want to be there and you're willing to work and you're willing to nuance and you're willing to record yourself and you're willing to ask people can i play for you and you're just so committed to getting better then go for it because um mr taylor always says the world doesn't need another violist and i remember he said it to me i looked at him like you good it's the first day of school (laughs) (laughs) and you accepting all these boku violists like are you okay (laughs) and i looked at him he was like so he's like he might as well be a good one Mm. and it's like i I really take that to heart like if you're gonna do this do this and be a good one you know i think i think anyone I'm not going to say that. I think if you want to be a musician, then be a musician. I think that's, and don't let no one, that's easier for people in different situations because don't matter what nobody say. And it's like, that's true. It doesn't matter what anyone says. But even though, even though my family might've talked at their neck at the beginning, they were still putting me off, me on flights. They were still dropping me off at school. They were still picking me up from school, helping me move into my dorm, buying books, helping me buy books, coming to recitals. Like, even though they were like, I don't know why I do, blah, blah, blah. you know, like even though it was like that, it was still like they were there. So it wasn't like I was just out here, you know. But if you want to do music, I think you should do music. And it might be like, um, you might you're catching me on a good day. I'm out of my feelings. Um, but I just think I just think that's that's my biggest advice to anyone who's considering a career in music is to go for it. What about you? I'm not really in a position to be giving people a bunch of advice. I mean, you are. Um, you are in music school. You're at a, a top music school. You play well. Cool. You are in a position. The former is true, but um, I don't know. I feel like my biggest advice, just looking back, I would say to seek um, like a diverse background in music. Like if you're in one orchestra, try another orchestra, try another ensemble with different people, different teachers, all that. Because one thing I wish I had had earlier was a reality check. Oh, that would have helped. Right. Because I wasn't like, like I was in a El Sistema inspired program. So they're like, we give instruments to y'all so that y'all not out here on the street, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so people in here playing, we're playing the same piece for how many years in a row? And a lot of people thinking, like, um, 
you know, like this is, oh, this is orchestra. This is nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It is nothing like that. So I just, and, and that's one of the things that kind of rubs me the wrong way about going back is that I see teachers, we have good teachers that went to these top music schools and they see students in these programs that say, oh, I want to go into music and they don't say anything to them about like this is not what it's actually like especially being here and going and going to Eastman and knowing the stark difference between this and where I came from I really wish I had a, I had had a reality check sooner because I would have been you know a little you know it would have been a little less jarring when I see people are really out here so I would just say especially if you're um you, you've been playing a long time in the same environment just to to seek out different things if you if there's any way you can afford to go to a summer festival i would do that mm-hmm. look into that look into scholarships you know sometimes you just don't have the money and that's more than understandable because right. they'd be out here charging whatever but um you know if if you can find people to play for if you're if your teacher can find somebody that can pop over to your lesson and hear you and and all that stuff or other people your age see what they're doing like you don't have to be looking at them and be like oh i don't sound as good as so-and-so but you can always learn something you know if you have thick skin then then go do something like that but if you're you know maybe if you, if you don't want to be uh because i i personally don't really care about how other people my age play like i'm you compete against yourself mm-hmm. but you can still learn things from the way that other people play so i would you, just, you should listen to other people play yeah so like not it's not necessarily to compare yourself but you At know all. just to, um just to see what you know what other people are doing sometimes if there's something you know that you have an issue with look at the way someone else does it like if i'm having an issue with my with the way that i hold my bass which i'm still figuring out um because there's a lot of different stuff that goes into that i look at oh this person plays german bow let me see what they're doing you know it's never about comparison even like there's a school that i'm considering and he was like my teacher was like oh you need to go start watching videos because it's like a top school he was like you can start watching videos and see what they're doing over there because it's not about because he was like there's nothing in those videos that you cannot do miss taylor guess <laughs> he's like there's nothing in those videos that you cannot do but you need to see like how they are refining what you're doing so i completely agree with that yes so that's my advice um, we would love to hear your stories. If you are in music, if you have any questions, ask us um, about how we are navigating this musical space. We'd love to hear your stories. Any um, advice you might have for others, let us know. Um, email, set, email us at classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com and we will read them. We want to hear from you. And we're moving on. Right. To Black Excellence. Uh, so black excellence this my week <laughs> um, is my pick um and this week i picked an 18 year old boy name or man named michael fuller um not to be confused with another michael fuller who kind of has a name for himself um he could be black excellent some other week right. but um because he is also black and excellent but i don't want to confuse the two so this michael fuller is um 18 years old and he is from somewhere in london or the uk um and he is a pianist and a singer um so he taught himself classical music and he really wants to sing opera and he um composed his first piece at age 12 okay mozart right right um so he's just out here being black and excellent um he said that his music keeps him calm uh he has autism but he's doing all kind of stuff that is just 
absolutely amazing. Um, he's majoring in music in college uh, this year, and he has a, a dream to one day play at the Royal Albert Hall. So I'm gonna link um, the story I read about about Michael in the description, and there's like a video, and you can hear him play and sing, and he is amazing, and he's out here, and I'm just trying to get like him. So. That's amazing. Incredible. Right. Yeah, it's a really inspiring story. So I encourage you to take a look. Right. So you have a piece. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you have a piece this week? I'm sorry. I'm looking at the name of it. I'm like, I can't pronounce none of Listen, that. Listen, because I'm, you know, what's not going to happen is I'm not going to be dragged by the girls. But it's um it's an aria, I believe. And it's called uh, Pretty Miro. It's from Popea. I'm not going to say the first part. It's the first part, sister. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's, it's from Popea, the opera by Monteverdi. I love this piece. It is so, so beautiful. Um, and this is, this is the part where music history starts to turn around for me because you know, like all the like ancient Greek, like, whew, like we, we figuring out like polyphony and like, it's, it's, it's difficult for me. I'm not even gonna lie. But when we get to Monteverdi, I'm even talking about like past Jacquin. I'm talking about like, Prez, I'm talking about past him. When we get to Monteverdi, I'm like, good. Now we talking about something like I could hold on to something. I just love this piece. It's so beautiful. It's an aria. Um, and I will encourage you to take a listen. That's my piece this week that I forgot about. I forgot how much I love that piece. Um, and I love when it's on a listening exam because I sit up straight, lean forward, get my pencil ready to write. Uh, so yeah, check it out if you don't know the piece. Right. Uh, I'll link a video to that in the description as well. So y'all can listen to whatever she's talking about this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't be on that Aria job. But you have to listen. It's so, mm-hmm. oh, I can't even. I'll give it. it a good three seconds on my eardrums. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next week. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>